This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How are you going? Uh, you know, I'm getting along. I'm getting along. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, got, I got no complaints. <laughs> Same here. Busy week, but good week. Yes. But lots of stuff. Stuff and things. Stuff and thing, you know, stuff and things. That's uh, just kind of a, a normal part for course for us, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is exactly us to a T. <laughs> stuff. I know. I have a friend that I won't. You know, I'll go sometimes up to a month not talking to. Right? I'm mm. like, hey, what's going on? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. What has been going on? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> oh, good chat. See you later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it just just like you and I have to have the little five minute warm up. Sometimes you got to have those little warm ups with the uh, the the people that with you're familiar with. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're we're gonna dive right into some pinball talk. I don't I don't off the top of my head I don't have any random stuff to just kind of uh, spout off about. So we're gonna we're gonna mm. hit right off early because folks, there's something you desperately need to know. Mm. That is. There's a new table from Zacharia remake called Fire mm. Mountain, and our yes. boy Jared here is the voice that you will be hearing while you play that game. Yes, you will hear me put on a faux American accent and go combo. Yeah, I'm really disappointed it's not a, an Australian accent. No, be I, told. I volunteered <laughs> for an Australian accent, but Mark wasn't keen yeah. on it. And he was, in fact, a little bit, a little bit uh, apprehensive about me doing the voice because he thought it would be combo. Combo. <laughs> Double combo. <laughs> so, so I had a go at it, and my first impression was, "Oh, hey, look, Jared gets to have reverb." No, oh, they put reverb on him. Oh, there's I, a, there's a little right. bit of reverb going on in there because Jared has mm. to sound like a mountain. A, oh, yeah. not, a, I love that. This is what I love about Zachariah Pinball. Uh, how they named their tables back in the day. Mm. Why call it? Let's call it Fire Mountain instead of either the most obvious thing, which would be Volcano. Hello. Mm. So there's a little bit of broken translation right there. Or, I don't know, Pompeii. Um, something. Something, yeah. you know, that is Italian-esque. I don't the, the know. Crazy, the crazy thing is that in Italian, Volcano is Volcano. <laughs> so <laughs> they could have just called it Volcano. There would be nothing lost in, vo- in translation at all. <laughs> I, I just, whenever I think about the way that they named their tables is just it's like a three-year-old naming their stuffed animal you know it's like it's a blue horse horsey <laughs> you know every, <laughs> yeah, right it, everything just has an e on the end of it so i don't know why they didn't call it pinbally you know or flipper flipper um it's yeah it's uh i don't know it's they 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 do have some unusual names yes um, yeah, some of them make sense like you know pool champ it's it's about playing pool fair enough but there's some, right. of the more, some of the more non well unusual theme one like a uh, farfalla, which which does actually mean butterfly in um, okay. in Italian. So that's kind of correct because there are butterflies all over that table. But yeah, well, just use the Italian name for them because they were for an Italian audience. So yeah. call, call it. But even still, just hey, what's this clown? What's this table clown? Oh, clown. okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, Great. it's not Circus Voltaire. It's not you know Cyclone or Hurricane or whatever. You know, it's it's Clown. Yeah, they would have got the theme. They go, "Oh, we're making a clown theme pinball machine. What do we call it?" 
Well, clown. Right. Well, it's a clown. That was the extent of the brainstorming session. Yeah. Clown. Next. We could have next. Do, do the next. What table. else do you got? Train. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very bizarre. It was fun doing the voices for it. Um, it, you get to understand. I'm sure you can relate to this because you've done voices as well. But um, the callouts you've got to do about fifty or sixty of them. Yeah, there, there's a few <laughs> there's a few and which is good because it shows that the way that um uh zacharia do their remakes is that they don't just like scatter a few voices here and there they're it's quite well integrated into the game so um yes i'm looking forward to listening cringing and listening back to myself as i play that table <laughs> i don't think you have much to cringe about i mean like i said you got to do uh, this cool you know, rumbly mountain voice. You know, you're, you're sounding <clears throat> ominous and everything. And I got to do a disco voice. Disco voice. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> 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 yeah. There was there was a table that I was asked uh, initially. I don't I don't think the table actually came out um, mm. yet. But uh, they were asking for this ominous, godlike voice, and so I was doing this. You know, really ominous you know, samples to and then from they, your boots, basically yeah right and and uh and i thought oh this will be this will be pretty cool and then it was oh so we're not gonna do that table we're gonna do this other table instead can you do a disco voice and i just went what the heck is what a is disco it? voice <laughs> well it's funny because so. when he got me to do this this yeah. set of voice uh, this call outs he he gave me the brief it's a mountain voice and i went uh as Mark, you're gonna have to throw me your bone here. What is a mountain voice? You're, you're, you're like, you're <laughs> a mountain, yeah. And he then he linked me to which helped me immensely. He linked me to this scene from I forget which Lord of the Rings movie, but there is a scene where the fellowship is standing outside the gates of Mordor and out ride the gates open and this mounted orc rides out. And this orc is possessed by Sauron. And he's got these really jagged, really big mouth for an orc and really jagged, spiky teeth, just like Sauron does, or as Sauron is depicted in the movies. Mm. And then he starts speaking. And it's like this slightly tormented, very, very deep, very um, staccato style voice that shows that it's really it, like this, <laughs> this, this orc has got a few screws loose. Um, <laughs> And it gave me the reference point I needed to. He said, just like this, but less creepy. Because he like it was really disturbed, like yeah. obviously, because it's Soren is not a happy chappy. Right. Um, so I I used the kind of pacing and the um the tone um to make it sound big. And um I think I did it okay. So um <laughs> Yeah, the thing is that you know it, there's going to be people out there who will absolutely hate it, and I know this because um, <laughs> it, it, it's how voiceovers work. Like right. you, you, you will never please everyone with a no. voiceover. So there, there will be people out there going, "Oh, this is a crap voice." I'll go, "Hmm, yeah, well, okay, your opinion is your opinion." Yep. Yeah. So anyway, folks, go check that out. Uh, available on the Zachary Pinball right now, uh, mm. both PC and consoles, I believe. Mm. It's uh, got released on. Uh, just just a couple of days ago, so very good. Yeah, it is out there for it's live. Time. It's live that it is. Um, I was trying to think of what the other thing that was popped in my head about Zachary, and it's it's quickly escaped. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, oh, did you I do actually know what it is? Oh, 
Oh, what's that? I did, I did get news from Mart that they're already 50% through. Um, the yes. Android. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so, see, 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 all it took was just one little thing, and it has nothing to do with that. Going back to the other thing. My mind. My mind, folks. Um, if you wanted to be a voice, folks, <laughs> keep your eye on the Zacharia Facebook page, because now and then they'll post a little notice saying, hey, does anybody want to try out to be a voice? And that's when you get to go and you get to, uh, you know, so long as you have an audio program that you can do your own recording and uh, send it in. Um, mm. I'll put just, a shout just, out. Um, yeah, just keep, just keep your eye on their Facebook face, page. And, uh, yes, and you'll get the opportunity. I, if you do ever have the opportunity to do it, I would recommend downloading a program called Cakewalk, which is what they call a digital audio workstation or a DAW. Um, it's like it's like Audacity, but doesn't suck from the perspective of the interface. Um, <laughs> I was using Audacity, folks. Yeah, it's 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 really really good, um, and it's free, one hundred percent free, oh, which nice. is insane because it's like it's a professional DAW, and uh, the stuff you can do in it is ridiculous, and it's it's actually free, so recommended. Now, for those that have paid attention to the show, if you now go to the website for our show, which is blockadepinball.com slash episodes. And you look up episode 173, which is what you're listening to right now. Jared will probably have a link to that oh, very program in there. Probably will. Yeah. I <laughs> most likely will put links to things like that in there. Yeah. 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 That's, so that's just one out. of those things that happens. Hmm. Um, did you by any chance watch the uh, Willy Wonka footage from Dirty Jack Pinball? I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. No. So, uh, Deadflip hosted the launch release yeah. thing, four hour YouTube video. Wow. Live okay. streaming. So, I didn't watch all four hours by any stretch of the imagination. I think I watched, I think I wound up watching actually about 45 minutes of it, though. Okay. Um, That's a fairly long time for you. It's a fairly long time for me to sit there and watch, but he was giving a lot of information while people were, were playing it. And then I was just playing, eyeballing it to see because, truth be told, I don't care for Wizard of Oz at all. I find it mm. an absolute bore and too labyrinthian what you have to do. Yeah, I'm not a fan of wide bodies to begin with. Yeah. Um, I mean, because an issue with wide bodies, they play slower. That's just by the very nature of, of them being a wide body. Mm. Um, it's more distance for the ball to travel. Yeah. Uh, some tables, uh, like Twilight Zone, manage to hide the fact that it's a wide body. Because it's so jam full of junk. exactly. So there is yeah. ways of making it, but for some reason, I don't know. Both well, Wizard of Oz especially, I just find boring. Hobbit, I think it was one of those things where I just kept on comparing it to Lord of the Rings and going, mm -hmm. I, I think Lord of the Rings is a better table. It's just I'm, I'm having more fun. Um, but then you get dialed in, which was a standard width, and yeah. I love the hell ever just ever loving hell out of it. I thought it was yeah. fantastic, and it topped off. It's a lawler, right? Well, exactly hey, right. guess what? <laughs> guess what Willy Wonka is? It's another Pat Lawler table. Yes. And I'm looking at it. When I first looked at it, I just kind of went, oh, it looks a lot like Dialed In's layout, <laughs> um, just with different toys and stuff on it. Now, you after watching the video a little bit more, um, it's not as simplistic as that. It does have kind of some of the same shots, but what I did notice was, my God, there are just a ton of different shots to take. It's oh, yeah. not. It's not a shoot this, you know, spam this ramp, spam this ramp until you activate something and then go. People were 
having all, I mean, there were some people that were just flailing around some people that were trying to get, you know, something particular activated. Mm. Um, but what I was just noticing was that they would start shooting for different things constantly and just, oh. and, and things were happening. It wasn't just like, you know, they were shooting somewhere to just shoot somewhere and nothing was happening. No, it was yeah. activating this and activating that. And later I saw the uh, progression tree that Jersey Jack likes to put out for their tables now. And I think that's a great idea, by the way. Holy having, smokes. Having the progression <laughs> tree concept, because it really lays out how deep a game is. I think it's a great marketing tool. And there is a just a ton. A butt ton of, of things yeah. you can do. So um, it's it's a incredibly deep game hidden behind what looks from the face value as a very simplistic table. That's the best sort, right? Because I, I don't know if it necessarily play. looks simplistic, but it it's one of those tables that you can tell is immediately inviting. That right. it feels like things are happening. Um, yeah. And when you walk up to it, it doesn't make you go, "Oh, geez, what have we got myself into here?" Right, right. Because yeah. like the ball lock is there's a, a I forget what the exact name of it is, a, a Wonka something or other. But anyway, they put this this cool mech underneath it where the ball kind of goes and sits in the tray, and it rotates and then will swallow up the ball. Oh. And it's and it looks big and it's like easily seen, but based off of watching players shoot for it, it's not the easiest thing in the world to hit. Uh. So it's one of those targets that screams at you, come on, I'm right here, I'm right here. And yet for some yeah. reason you can't oh thank you. Uh, uh our comment section here from James says Wonka Vader. Um, Wonka Vader. Oh yes Wonka Vader. Yes uh, okay. Oh, but, which is uh, the big glass elevator in the movie, remember? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, I never was able to see. There looks like a ball lock mechanism uh, kind of on the, the back uh, wall of the of the machine. I couldn't right. figure out what, what happens with that. Um, just partly, part of it was just how the camera, you know, what it picks up, what it doesn't. Because it's but, a top-down view, right? It is, yes. I feel self-view, so you only really yes. see the tops of everything. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway, I, I do recommend uh, uh, just I people definitely have to catch up. Check on it out because um, it looked like, like a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, they said that they they pulled a whole bunch of quotes from the movie. They But anything that was recorded specifically for the pinball, they had a narrator who they purposely had do it very generic because they didn't want him overshadowing all the characters. Right. Yes. Um, and so that's the kind of thing that I was like, I was picking up all sorts of interesting info that, that they were dropping on it. But that, that does sound cool. I'm, I'm at least going to have to do the 45 minutes um, and, and have a good look at the game. Well, what I watched up to was the point that uh, they interviewed Pat Lawler. <laughs> and oh. at some point, he actually plays the table. I didn't watch oh. him, him play the table, but uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like I said, it's, it's, if you go onto YouTube, it's Dead Flips uh, stream. Of it. Yeah. Or wait, is it Dead Flip or is it Buffalo Pinball? Might have been no, Buffalo Pinball. It might have been. Think, is it Dead Flip? I think Dead Flip. Oh, hang on. No, Dead Flip got the exclusive on um, uh, Swords of Rage. Yeah, no, because he does pretty much stern stuff. No, I think it's Buffalo Pinball that did it. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all sorts of all sorts of new machines that I'm like, when am I going to get to touch one? I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just want, I see that we've actually got in, in Queensland, a Swords of Rage Pro mm. um, on location down in Coolangatta, which is on the border of Queensland and New South Wales. So way too far for me to actually trek down there. But um, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's in Queensland. You yep. can go play it. 
So in other related news, if we're finished with the Juicy Jack yes. uh, news, there's uh, we, we had this thing coming up in August called, um, well, it's run by this uh, newly formed group of operators in Brisbane called the Brisbane Pinball Arcade Collective. And there's, you know, there's the usual suspects like Jimmy from Netherworld is there and um, there's a whole lot of other operators in there as well that that are running this thing that the thing they're doing first is they're they're organizing the the exhibition or the royal um show in august and there'll be 10 days of pinball at the show so it's a huge festival of pinball there's going to be like um you know uh the classics tournament which star race will be in um there'll be um like a whole host of different formats like there'll be probably a um uh flip frenzies a couple of those in there it's going to be a really huge huge event and you know it has to be because this is the first time that australia actually has a pro circuit um, oh okay so we're on the pro circuit here this is a big deal for australia it's the first time we've ever been in well ever been a pro circuit um contender so we're going to probably get people coming from the us to actually play in our tournaments which is a oh, huge okay. deal um so Along with that is we're actually like part of the Stern Army now. Australia actually has a oh. presence with the Stern Army. So okay. that's that's how big this is now. And they've been announcing some of the special guests that will come along for the show. So um, one of the ones that um, uh, some people will be familiar with is Richie Knuckles. So Richie Knuckles is huge in the arcade scene. Um, and he'll be coming along. But the uh, the exciting one for Pinheads is that um, our good friend um, Steve Ritchie will be coming along as well. Oh, very nice. So he'll be coming down. There'll be um, a Swords of Rage, probably by that stage, Premium or LE on the floor because that's they'll actually have those available. Um, and, um, yeah, he'll be doing tournaments. And he said basically like he's in the thread. Like it's, it's ridiculous. We're in watching this Facebook thread. And here's Steve Ritchie responding in the thread to stuff. <laughs> it's very surreal. And um, he's going, look, just bring bring anything you want along, signed, anything. He wow. goes, I'm, I'm going to autograph the world, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people are like, you know, dragging off their getaway um, uh, thing, like translites and right. getting ready for this, for the signing. signing Oh yeah, some people are even yeah. thinking of bringing their prototype machines along because someone has a prototype getaway. Oh wow! And they're thinking of bringing that along. I would. Um, I would totally. Like, how often do you get Steve in Australia? It's like, right. uh, I bring whatever you can find. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, so, the, the, what that kind of reminded me. So this kind of relates to watching videos. Mm. Um, as soon as you start watching it, obviously people know this. You know something on YouTube. All of a sudden, your YouTube feed is populated with, with other that. videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I got this thing that was saying uh, frequently asking asked questions about new pinball. Uh, I don't know what the exact title was anyway. But so I mm -hmm. clicked on that just to you know to have a to, to see what it was, and it's some guy from Australia. Um, and I, I didn't catch, but apparently he has a show and stuff. But anyway. It is the, I just had to laugh at it because he didn't yeah. answer a single question. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? Oh my God. It'd be like, so, <laughs> and, and it was, he, he'd be like, here's the question. And this little thing would go, question. And like graphic would pop and then disappear. And then he'd go, 
what pinball table should I buy? Answer! <laughs> and it was just like, what is going on here? And he had the most dry, monotonous voice. But so he goes, he goes, many people will ask, what table should I buy? Well, that depends on what it is that you want to be playing in the first place. You should find some pinball machines and just like, I'm like, dude, just give an answer of what are some, you know, don't buy an EM if you don't, you know, I mean, it's like, there's some basic ways you can answer this and he doesn't yeah. answer it in the least. My favorite part <laughs> was when then somebody goes, how much does a pinball machine cost? And he starts going, don't ask how much the pinball machines cost. Ask how much it is you want to spend. I'm like, whoa, I got a used car to sell you, buddy. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> because he goes, he goes, he, cause he's like, he goes, Prices can vary. They can be very expensive. They can be rather inexpensive. It all depends on where you live. Where I live, prices are a little bit higher than if you were in Sydney or, or Brisbane. And 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 so then he's like, so just figure out what it is that how much you're willing to spend, and then look and see what tables are available for that price. <laughs> like this is the worst advice ever. <laughs> yeah, well, so, that's one, that is one valid way of doing it. Like, what is my budget? Like, there, there'll be some people out there that, you know, they want to put a machine in a game room. And yes, they might know, well, pinball machines range anywhere between one and $12,000. You know, if they're looking at the RRP on a stern, right? right? So they'll go, oh, well, I reckon I can't spend much more than two or $3,000. So set that as your budget and go on to Gumtree or craigslist or whatever it is in your country and go and looking that's actually that's uh, that's probably how i do it as well um but a better way to answer the question would be folks if you want to buy a dmd machine you're looking at a minimum of probably starting starting oh, yeah. price of twenty five hundred dollars and that's for a beat up to hell one uh yeah. one that functions well is going to be probably starting at about four grand and they're going to go to between four and seven grand yeah so bracket it Bracket. I bracket bracket the price things so people know. Oh, okay. Well, I need to like extend my budget a bit more if I want to get exactly that works. For example, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, yeah, I see what you mean there. That's that is uh, a better way of answering that question. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. So anyway, I have sometimes I I start watching these videos and I just have a laugh because like there was there was one because <laughs> there was one that was also you know it was like as a new player how should you approach a pinball machine? And it was just like the basics of never flip at the same time. Mm. Uh, you know, it was all these things. You just kind of go, did I ever know that? Or did I just know not to do that? I don't know. You know, it's, yeah, it, was, exactly. it was just kind of interesting, you know, and some of these are actually informative and some you get guys like this, where you just like this, everything about the video, not only, okay. <laughs> not to rag on it again. See, I don't even know who the guy is. Not to rag on it, but not to rag on it, and I can't really guide you to it because I'm not even know, sure what the title was. But it was like the camera was probably like eight feet looking down on him, uh, so right. everything is he's looking up at the the camera, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. again, the monotonous delivery to the weird graphics that you know, it's just like I don't know, it just, everything about it just had me just kind of going, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. So that's bizarre, right? Bizarre. What, what things have we seen? Um, in the news this well you know stuff. over on over on twitter mm. um zen retweeted an article that was written by some uh two gals that uh, you actually know the name of this um uh, yeah yeah um this you, i know my, you have it handy yeah i do have it handy because you know, this is what <laughs> i do now if you're looking at the thing I, I have a keep thing that i tag with blockade 
And anytime I see something interesting on Twitter, I add it to my keep, my Google keep, so I don't forget it. Because right. I always do that, right? Um, so this is from a, um, a couple of lovely uh, ladies from Future of the Force, which is, as the name suggests, a, um, a blog all about Star Wars. Now, these two um, uh, folks were at um, the uh, Star Wars celebration with Zen, and they got to have some hands-on with uh, the new digital cabinet and also... That, that groovy big space-age cabinet that has the video on the side of it, yeah. Interesting. So in the article, and we'll get to this, um, in the article they explain who's manufacturing that as well, which is, um, I think... Pinball what's factory. Kind of, yeah, pinball factory. We, there was known that they were doing it, but I think this is like the next level of the cabinet. Because if you have a look at the cabinet, it actually, the, the wraparound part with all the um, graphics, the, yeah. the, the, um, the marquee graphics, that's, that is um, extra than what was normally around their normal cabinet. So it no, looks like that was a different manufacturer. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. So this is being made by Pinball Factory. The other mm. machine, which has the FX2 logo on the side of it, that yes. is being made by Pinball USA. Oh, okay. Interesting. So two, different, two different manufacturers going on here. So, yes. Um, so in the article, they were talking about the, these um, these two. Um, so Patty and Cat are their names, and um, they they're very new to pinball. And um, the thing that mm, was good about this article was the fact that it was a a, a new to pinball take on the stuff we already know, and yeah. to get a different opinion about what it's like to come on and play these things for the very first time, which is you know a distant memory for us, right? Um, so it was it was a great article. I will put it in the show notes, of course, um, so you can have a read of it, or just go to the Zen Pinball um, uh, uh, feed, and you will um, see the link that they shared. But the key but, information that we got out of this that we're like we couldn't tell you last week, and now we can because it's now in print by yes. someone else. Um, is Chris that these are these machines are popping up in Dave and Buster's. Uh, yeah. so like when we, when we, when we splattered on Twitter, it commercial cabinet confirmed, it was kind of like, ha ha he, he, uh, no, these are actually going to be in blockbuster or not blockbuster. Um, Dave and busters, uh, they make it sound like they're already there. I don't know if that, but then they also said, this is a prototype. So I don't, I don't know if it is or not. I'm, I've been kind of waiting on Mel to get back to me and say, cause I, I'd known that they were going to be putting stuff in Dave and Buster's. And I said, well, Hey, when one pops up into my area, can you let me know? Um, yeah, so I yeah. haven't heard anything. Cause I definitely will want to go check that out. Um, but the other interesting thing that they mentioned was these machines can be keyed. So like this one was keyed to feature star Wars. Yeah. But they were like, it can also be keyed to be nothing but Marvel. Yeah. Or if you know, you were doing a Marvel event. That's right. Um, and then they mentioned that it had all 80 tables on it or, or 80 some tables. And I went, so is that mean if I walk into a Dave and Buster's that I have the entire Zen catalog to choose from? Are we talking about just the Zen originals or are we talking about Williams? I don't know. I need to know these things. And they didn't know to ask those questions. <laughs> That's right. They said, oh, cool, whatever. The other thing that, that piqued my interest in this is that they uh, say in the article, they're also beta testing these machines at a casino local to yeah. the USA office. A casino. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder who who works in casinos. 
hmm. and makes slot machines and also owns the Williams license. Gee, I wonder who that could be. Hmm. It's, it's a very <laughs> scientific question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All I know is yeah. when, when we get to talk to Mel, which we should be getting to talk to him soon, the questions are stacking up. <laughs> yeah. he, better, he better allocate a lot of time because <laughs> there's going to be a laundry list of, of it's, it's pretty much going to be, yeah, 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 I don't care about what tables are releasing. Let's talk about this other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah cool story. Do, please do your mandatory, this is what's coming up announcement now. On yeah. Yeah, so so for such a and it, I mean it's not a it's not a long article at all, folks. So it's not I mean, it's a quick yeah, read. I mean, it's, it's a quick read. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, it opened up a mountain of questions. So oh yeah, which is great. Love love to stack the questions up. So yeah, yeah. and you know, like you said, your your point of of them being new to pinball, um, but obviously they were very into Star Wars. Mm. So seeing that perspective of what would it be like you have to just be plunked in front of oh you're a star wars fan look what we have for you look at this there's 19 up. tables you know yeah. and and you're like i don't even know how to what the mechanics of this thing are but i'm going to stare at these tables because they were like oh my god they had the sound effects and there was music and you know i mean there was and, like you know all those things the, to draw you in and uh, it was really cool uh, they were saying it's really cool that you know the the action zooms in on the ball and i got to see all these cool stuff all star wars <laughs> i know and i was like oh i hate that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I'm like that yeah. makes it really hard to play pinball what are you talking about <laughs> yeah exactly but for them they loved it and that's Love the it. thing like this is a new player's experience the other interesting thing too is that on the steam and not steam the switch um uh experience there's a lot of uh Easter eggs, apparently, that's been put into the Steam release for this um, game, which I didn't go into as well. But that'll be one to add to the question list, um, Chris, as well, because what are these Easter eggs? The guys apparently had a lot of fun putting these Easter eggs into the game. Yeah, because the only thing that I had heard about was basically they were doing what they did for the mobile release, which is you're now picking dark side, light side, kind of battling for mm. that as you progress through um it was something that was in the mobile release that was not in the pc release um and yeah, so right. i know that they're they're incorporating that into the switch version yeah um so i don't know if if yeah i don't know how many if, if that's the kind of easter egg or if they're talking true easter eggs but i don't think they've done anything to the tables themselves it would have been more to uh maybe what's in the menu i guess or, we'll have to i don't know it. We'll have to wait until September when it well, releases. Oh, I'm yeah. not waiting that long to find out. I <laughs> know. No. Well, we can, ask about, but, well, we can see it for ourselves. Sure, maybe. You know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, true, true. You know, maybe yeah. maybe you'll have a switch by then, Jared. Um, maybe. Maybe. It's still pretty expensive here. Like, I can't find a second hand one. I will buy one if I can get a second hand one. But yeah. they're like four or five hundred dollars still here. Right. And they're thinking of like the, there's room, a strong rumor that there's going to be a um a re-release of them this oh, year okay. with, with updated hardware because there's some things on it like uh, it doesn't strangely enough the switches don't have Bluetooth audio stack in them. Oh, you, okay, it, you can't connect Bluetooth headphones to them, which is really bizarre. Um, and just minor things like that, which a refresh would well and truly address. Yeah, and um, things like they they can sometimes overheat too. Um, and uh, so they'll probably like do a whole range of you know improvements to their um, cooling and stuff like that. But right. yeah, I don't know. It's it's it is a it's not a pressing 
um, thing that I'm going, I, I'm on, you know, Craigslist or Gumtree <laughs> every day looking for discount consoles. It's like, mm, yeah, yeah, I'll just keep my ear to the ground and see what right. happens. Yeah. If you happen yeah. to come across one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. If it's like two or $300, yeah, fine. I probably would, but um, <laughs> otherwise, no. So, uh, okay, I have a quick question for you. Uh, okay. The arcade you go to all the time, Netherworld, is that what it's called? Netherworld, yes. Is Netherworld purely arcade, or is it also a bar and restaurant kind of thing? Oh, of? yeah, it's, it's, it is the uh, trademark registered barcade. Barcade, okay. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is a... Which apparently a we're getting an official true barcade in Los Angeles area real, real soon. Oh, cool. That, that's cool. Um, so yes, it is a bar arcade um, to okay. avoid to avoid the lawyers, and um, <laughs> it, and it has it has a mixture of it's got a mixture of everything really. Like you've got um, you've got vintage arcades, you've got consoles that are free to play, you've got pennies, um, and you've got board games there. So and beer and food. So yeah, you it can spend hours there. So I got to. Uh... I get these little flights of fancy all the time and then I stick with them for a couple of weeks and then I move on to the next flights of fancy. Mm -hmm. Um, and this, so near my house, there's an intersection that I uh, am frequently at and there used to be a video store in the corner, like the center corner of a, uh, a strip mall. Like we're talking a blockbuster here sort of thing. Well, <laughs> funny enough. Um, so if you do the typical L, Right, and then the parking lots in the middle of the L, uh, yeah. side streets on either side. You know, so it was in the, that center corner, right? Blockbuster oh, yeah. built a building right there at Street's Edge, blocking from view the video store that had been there for years. Right, just a total, total dick move. Total cock move. Yeah. Oh, just total, and it it made me so happy when Blockbuster closed and the video store was still in, the, in existence. That being said, the video store went out of business at the end of 2017. So since still, then... That's actually a pretty long run, considering how videos have changed and the way... Well, and why did they go out of business? He said it. He goes, I can't compete with streaming. I can't compete with, uh, you know, Redbox. You know, it's, it's just... Impossible. Can't yeah. do it. Um, so that particular location has been vacant this entire time. Yeah. And of course, whenever I see a vacancy, I start thinking, well, Ooh, what kind of pinball machines could you put in there? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, so, I've had the same thoughts. Yes. Right. Um, and so I decided to, to carry this over uh, to, because I was trying to like have my little, you know, daytime dream fantasy, uh, you know, dream, dream the dream while you're dreaming it. Yeah. But I kept on running into hard realities of going, I don't know if any of this makes sense. I can't make my, I can't have fun with this if I don't have some basic parameters of how this would even function. Um, All right. Be a sounding board, which is so, awesome. So this is what we're going to do. We're, this is what, <laughs> here, here's, here's, so I started a thread on this on digital pinball fans. And, uh, but we're, as is, that's often my testing bed for things I'm going to talk about in the podcast. Here we go. We're going to talk about this in the podcast for a little bit. And for the record, I have not seen this thread. So I'm coming in. Right. Scene, which right. is good. So first things first. Right. I'm thinking purely pinball. This is not a restaurant, not a bar. This is just purely an arcade and purely pinball. Okay. Okay. So with just that bit of knowledge, do we think that kind of place could exist today? 
you're in suburban, a suburban neighborhood. There's, you know, homes, businesses, uh, high schools, relatively close, you know, people would walk by it's next to like a laundromat. So you do have, um, foot traffic. Not, it's not shopping foot traffic, but you got that captured foot traffic. You know, if you're at a laundromat, what are you going to do? Right. So there's that. So if you were just doing, let's say concrete floor machines, overhead lighting, that's the extent of it. Would that mm -hmm. kind of arcade be able to exist and survive? I think it'd be closed in about six months. That's what I agree. Okay. So yeah. that being said, I thought, okay, so you got to elevate to a little bit more. Now, you a couple of reasons to come. That's the right, problem. Right. Yeah. So a couple of people on the thread suggested, oh, well, you need a pool table and you need uh, darts and uh, a jukebox. And I went, well, see, now we're getting away from why you'd want to go to that destination. Now you're making a pub. I might as well have a golden tea golf cabinet, you know, and air hockey. It, it just, it, you know, yeah. and a redemption machine. And, and because they were like, oh, and you know, we throw in a Pac-Man or, you know, a couple multi-cades. And I'm just like, I don't know that to me would cheapen the reason. If you want to get a clientele, I would think that you want them to be, look, this is a pinball destination. This is where you go for pinball. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're saying no to, you can't just have the industrial look. It's got to have something a little bit more interesting on the inside, let's say. Um, mm. So then I started thinking about, well, what if all you had was brand new pins? So if you wanted to start up and this way you're not dealing with for a little while, your maintenance issues aren't going to be terrible. All the parts would be readily available, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not having to try and source some piece of plastic that broke from something from the 1980s, you know, sure. scouring eBay, trying to find it. No, you just called Stern, you called JJP, boom, new part, right? Um, yeah. Look, if you, if you've got $100,000 lying around, and um, or you can get one hundred thousand dollars. You can get the bank to approve a loan for one hundred thousand dollars. You're going to need more. I already priced it. <laughs> right. So you, you wouldn't be going for the pros here, would you? You'd be going for premium. No, no pros. So it would be no. all premium, um, yeah. except for like JGP. I'm not quite sure. Other than say Shaker you can Motors, you can go with pros for them because they they're very good with their levels. All you get the gameplay experience is the same. It's just trim. That changes with their premium. It seemed like trim, and like I said, shaker motor. That would be about the other thing that they were throwing in. Yeah. Um, and you can buy those separately if you want. And right. After, after so current, currently, right now, at this moment, from Stern, you could buy a brand new uh, Black Knight Sword of Rage, Monsters, mm -hmm. Deadpool, Iron Maiden, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, and Batman 66. Mm -hmm. Those are what are currently being sold through Stern. No, I'm sure that you and stuff as well. What's that? And all the um, Kapow ones like Beatles and stuff. Um, they did one. not have a price readily available for Beatles. Right. Um, and or, I think the same or, thing went with, with, uh, Will Nelly. Um, so I'm just kind of like saying, eh, what's, what's on the on the side? I mean, you could go to any number of distributors in the U S and they would have these on the floor ready to sell you. Cause that's right. Which yeah. means you could probably pretty easily, also source a game of thrones you could probably oh, source yeah. a metallica i mean there's there's but yep. i'm talking about just let's ignore that let's just go yeah, yeah. with you're going straight to stern this is what we were buying from yep. um jjp all five of their machines are I still are still manufacturing they're still manufacturing wizard of oz uh yep. hobbit dialed in pirates of the caribbean willy wonka and then mm -hmm. i threw in going to chicago pinball or chicago coin whatever it is 
um, doing the Medieval Madness remake, Monster Bash remake, and Attack from Far uh, from Mars remake. Yeah, right. So, okay. so there you would have, uh, what is it, 15, 15 machines. Mm. All brand new. It's going to cost you $125,000 just for that. And that's US. Far out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now on the one okay. hand, you'd be like, woohoo, we got all the new machines, folks. Isn't that mm. great? But on the other hand, is that really the lineup that you want? I don't know. Mm. It's, and I mean, it's, and you're forking out a buttload right off the top. You think, you know, you could go to somewhere like, I, I, I think you would want to have a mixture of, of brand new mm -hmm. and recent, if that makes sense. Recent, so, yes, I agree with recent. Yeah, so I'll be thinking along the lines of going to, uh, it, if you go to outfits like TNT Amusements, for example, and yeah. you take one of their refurbished and reconditioned machines, if I had the money, I could set up um, that for well under 100000 and get some double the machines and have a balance between the new and the existing because i can tell you the the range of machines on the floor at netherworld cater for different audiences yes. see if you're going for just brand new straight out of the box sterns you would only get a certain type of player in mm -hmm. and that would be players that are either like just you know real pinheads that really want to come in and just like smash the latest games and you know that's a good audience to attract but that audience is a lower audience than the audience that will be bought in by things like a really nice quality diner or a great a great fishtails or so here's you know, my thinking with that in that return regards in hmm. southern california we don't have i mean basically there are two places right now that people are going for pinball mm -hmm. um one of them is a an arcade or a a, a bar slash arcade mm -hmm. um that's in orange county another one is in the valley and that one is a korean restaurant that apparently has an amazing collection of of pinball Ooh. machines okay nice uh, those korean. are the two places these are the two right. places that um are are premiering all the brand new tables when they when they arrive they're getting them like one of them uh the the korean restaurant place is called ac ac goki something like that um they just got oktoberfest and they're you know saying that um right the the other place which is called mission control they just got a black knight so you know they're as soon I've as these things come control. out they're, they're putting them in yeah i've heard um, follow mission control on instagram they got a lot of nice pins there i really need to go down there it's, you should. It's, it's like yeah. a, I don't know. They're about a half an hour away from here. But at one point, oh. I'll go get to them. Yeah. Um, but my point being is, other than that, all the places in Southern California, their bowling alleys or you know a restaurant that has three or four pins. But at the most, yeah. they're maybe having six pinball machines, and that's it. There are a lot of collectors in Southern California, and I know this from yes. when I was doing the the the, the pinball tournaments. League, yeah. Mm. So to me, those people they already have these machines, the older machines. Mm. So what they don't have is they don't have the brand new machines. Mm, true. So I would yeah. think ideally, if these are, if you want to have an audience, you want newer stuff. That's what I'm kind of leaning towards. But let's uh, let's go back okay. to the hypothetical here. Okay. You want those so, milkshakes to bring the boys to the yard. And right. You shiny out of you and box milkshakes. <laughs> if all you had was brand new machines in this place, 
mm-hmm. you think that would be enough to uh, get you an audience? Or are you now faced with the problem of how fast can you pay back the loan? <laughs> Correct. You still face the same problem. You'll be closed in six months. Okay. Because, because, and this will probably come back to the point you're trying to make here, is that you need a reason for people to be there. The right. thing that when, when uh, early on, when Netherworld had started up, Jimmy Nails went on the Head to Head Pinball podcast. And this mm-hmm. is what he said. He goes, to be successful as a bar arcade or any sort of arcade in general these days, you have to get the venue right first and mm-hmm. then look at the games and the stuff you put in it. So you don't make you don't make a pinball arcade with beer. You make beer with pinball. pinball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that therein lies the problem because people won't just go and play pinball for a bit and then go, well, they might, but that's a problem. They won't stay there. And right. that's where you get the money. Okay. So I have I have possible solutions for this, but we're going to go a little bit still in, in the uh, what kind of collection to have. So what if you had, you had these new pinball machines there, right? Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that to be a destination that people will go to and want to attend, you need to have at least 20 machines. Why do I say that? Because mm-hmm. at 20 machines, if you spent five minutes per machine and you hit all the machines, you're there for at least an hour. Yeah. That's worth your time going. To go there. Right. Yeah. If there's only two machines, is it worth your time to drive there if you're not a 15-minute drive away? I drive 30 minutes to go and, and play um, a couple of machines. If they were brand new and the reputation was they're always in top condition. Right. Maybe. Right. But there's an interesting point there. That one of the um, I got a um, a Facebook notification from one of uh, from my mother-in-law, and she said, oh, "The Brightwater Hotel now has Star Trek: Next Generation and Ripley's, believe it or not, on location up there." So two pinball machines on the Sunshine Coast, which is approximately from where I live, around a thirty to thirty-five minute drive away. Very similar to Mission Control for you. Yeah. So two machines on location. Would I go and play those two machines? I'm thinking about it because I've never played a Ripley's Believe It or Not in the flesh before. And you just don't see that table on location in Australia at all. It's very rare to see it on the... Well, then how disappointed are you going to be if you walk in and it's a dirty play field and cracked rubbers and... Yeah, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's that's one of the things that I'm thinking. No matter what, you've got to have top quality machines. These things yeah. now look, the play field can look abused, yeah. But so long as the ball rolls, well. so long as it plays yeah. well, then who cares? It can be plays condition, but if that plays condition makes it a fun game, I don't, I don't care. If that, if that like Ripley's was a bit beaten up, but yeah. the flippers were strong, all the mechanical items worked, I could lock balls correctly, yeah. All the lights are working, well. and and you know, don't care. It's plays right. condition, that's fine by me, right? I don't care, yeah. So, what if? You had a section of the floor devoted to, and again, this is partly I'm thinking because you got collectors, a lot of collectors, and they want to sell their machines, right? Mm-hmm. Like so a, what if uh, you have a space reserved for, say, five machines at any one time? Person comes in, says, Craigslist. exactly. They drop <laughs> yeah. their machine off, right? You, you've, now, now, you've got an area that's devoted to basically maintenance of your machines, okay? Mm-hmm. So you've always got three tables in the back that are being worked on in some you know, being cleaned, being new rubbers, you know, just being a basic shop job. So the person brings in their machine. You're like, hey, don't worry. We'll shop it. 
We'll put it on the floor. We get to collect whatever money the thing earns, mm-hmm. but it's on the floor for a month. If it does not sell within that month, we reserve the right to say, come pick up your machine or, Hey, it might be making some good coin for us. And we reserve the right to, you know, we can still keep, keep it here. Yeah. We won't buy it, but we'll still keep it here for a little bit longer. Maybe somebody and, will eventually want to want to purchase. And most importantly, we will maintain it. Yes, That's and that way you get some of these older machines out of collections, out of collections coming in without you having to. And and they would rotate a lot because obviously, mm. if one sells, then you know, hey, maybe somebody else has something. You know, and you become so. Would that be? Yeah. Would that help? You think? maybe get the clientele to come because they know that this is a place that they can try out machines that they're going to buy. Well, yes, that could be an interesting, that could be an interesting uh, thing, but as a collector of these really well, lovely maintained tables, would you actually want to put them on site and have other people play them? Um, because I don't know whether a collector would like, even if they're wanting to sell it, they would sell it from their house because no one's going to be slamming it with balls and potentially breaking their beautiful clean plastics and everything. Yeah. Um, and for the, like, if they were putting this on location and they wanted to sell it, like they don't have any problems selling these machines on Craigslist. Now, if they was, if they put it up on Craigslist, they will get 20 people wanting to buy a machine of that quality. So why would they put it on your floor and risk having stuff broken on it? Okay. Fair point. Hmm. Fair point. Okay, so now we start getting into, so what would make this kind of successful um, or, or even possibly successful? Let's put it to you that way. Then to make this, <laughs> we've kind of come across the, the, the things, the, that, wouldn't it, make it the things that wouldn't make it work right. Okay, so I was thinking, first off, if you're doing coin drop and you have all new machines, you're going to be asking a buck a play. That's all there is to that's what the of current stern price is mm -hmm. and because you don't have older machines you don't have to worry about well why is that one only 50 cents and this one's a dollar they're Correct. all a buck a, they're all a buck a play or two yeah. bucks for three plays um yeah. that's kind of the standard standard thing I mean, at netherworld regardless of the age or type of game it is every machine is a dollar so trident yeah. from stern electronics from 1979 mm -hmm. a dollar a play mm -hmm. And you know, it may be five balls, but still buck. I mean, that is a that is the standard price in Australia okay. for a game of pinball. Doesn't matter. But also okay. the brand new games like Iron Maiden Pro, a dollar. Right. And you know, the, the operators still do pretty well. I've seen the cash boxes and they're pretty full with dollars. So coins. clearly now you gotta have change machines installed. Yeah. Um, yes. so that people can be converting change. And now you also have to worry about thieves. Because if there's one thing that a thief loves is a coin door, because they're super easy to get into. Yeah, they are. Um, I worked in an arcade back in the early 90s, and I know how well, that sensation of walking by a cabinet and having the door swing open, and you go, oh. Oh, no. Yep. And I also know how I hated seeing the giant lock bars that would be oh, screwed yeah. into place and just ruin cabinets. Yeah. Um, yep. there, was one, there was one, obviously, on the star race that right. uh, from from Africa, because yeah, yes. they'd be having all sorts of stuff. Like, people would actually, and and some cabinets, they would drill into the underside of the cabinet mm -hmm. and and get rid of the plywood, and then haul the coins out of the the, the coin box underneath right. the cabinet. Right, like these people would stop at nothing. Like they they took thieving from arcade machines to a new level over there. 
Yeah. It's, you know, that would so destroy. that's the that's the issue if you have a, a purely cash business. Um, mm. You're going to get people that start targeting you. There's no doubt about it. You've got to have a lot of cameras and you've got to have alarms on the coin doors because you can mm -hmm. get those machines mm -hmm. like alarms that will, will alarm as soon as a coin door swings open, which will annoy the crap out of the operator. Yes. Every single time they go and address a problem, it'll sound off this alarm. But it is a very good way of deterring thieves. Yes. Mm. Um, now, the opposite, uh, another option to go is with the card reader. Mm -hmm. The bad thing about that is if you're a small business, now you have to buy all of those card mechs to make work on, to make function on your machine. Yeah, true. Uh, that's going to be an expense, no doubt about it. There is a way around that though, and there's a very uh, there's a very nice way of getting around that, and that is to use. Uh, there was this podcast I used to listen to that tried the system out on all their machines that they had in the bowling alley, and it was the best solution because it was like a card reader, but it was cheap, and okay. it wasn't. You didn't have to actually have a stock of cards because it was all done through your phone. So you take your phone, it's got Bluetooth, you walk up to this machine, you hold the um, phone over this little receiver on the machine, and the app actually, you actually recharge all your money through the, the app. It's like, think of it like PayPal, but okay. like um, for pinball machines. Okay. And the thing is, you can actually control, it will actually interface with the machine. So if a player, if you're having a league night, what you do is you, you switch all the machines over to free play, which means mm -hmm. that basically they if they are a registered player they register through this app you add them into the the tournament and then whenever they walk up to machine and and prox the um uh the reader it's a free game for them you can do promotions with it so you can actually have like hey look here's your new customer here's 10 here's five free games thanks right. very much for joining that's the way you get around that problem and the, and the other nice thing is you could even do uh, uh flex pricing if you will Correct. You know, yeah. hey, happy you know, hour while everything is this price. When it's the place is packed, suddenly there's surge pricing. I mean, and it's at the touch of a button, you can change all these absolutely pricing. Piss off all your customers at the same time, but yeah. you can do it. Um, now, yeah. my only thing I'm with the that. card thing is that yes, now you have to have your supply cards. Um, even with if the phone app, cards, yes, yeah. If you were doing the phone thing, I gotta believe somebody's gonna figure out how to hack this and get free credits. Maybe I just you know that's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yes, but would someone go to the trouble of trying to hack? Because these things are used in vending machines as well. Right. So it's a way of it, it's originally devised for vending machines, but um, they they basically enable it for pinball machines okay. as well. The other um, thing is, is now <laughs> you're dealing with the fact that well, what if you get you know a teen that comes in, a young teen. Who doesn't have any? He doesn't have credit card access because his parents didn't enable it on his phone, right? And he just wants to use cash. And you're like, "Sorry, the only thing that we're doing is these scan thing with your phone." So now yeah. you've now you've eliminated a customer. So that got people talking about doing the uh, uh, pay for an hour kind of thing. Oh, like yeah, like um, like Pacific Pinball Museum does, like you know, pay a flat rate, go in there and play. Play flat pinball. rate yeah. now. That got me thinking because you know, fine, you want to charge twenty bucks for a day pass. That's great, but twenty bucks is a lot if somebody's just planning on you know they just want to pop in and play a game and and leave again, right? And yes. not be there for the rest of the day. Five bucks for an hour would be way too cheap. Yeah, way too cheap, yeah. So, what if you did like seven bucks for an hour, but then ten bucks for two hours? 
Because if there's one thing people would rather do was hand over one bill and not get any change back, then then hand a bill and get change back, and which isn't enough change to buy even more. Or so it becomes that, and you got to start thinking like mobile apps (laughs) and freemium. How do you start attracting? You know, so there's that. But then it's how do you police that? I mean, you have wristbands, but what now? You have to have one person at a desk passing out wristbands and another person walking the floor saying what hold up your wristbands i gotta check the color you know is it this hour that yeah. you know take I a hike or leave you could probably combine that with um the whole app thing so if a person installed the app on their phone you could add them into like here's a basically you swipe it for an hour or two hours and when you your time's up your time's up and it stops working yeah but i'm saying not doing the swiping uh, again just uh, Instead of putting everything on free play, not having to deal with coins, not having to deal with cards, you're just dealing with wristbands now. It it has its own challenges. It has its own challenges, right? Yeah. Okay. So those are kind of the the issues of, well, how do you even go about charging people? So then I started thinking about, okay, so you want to attract people to this thing. You want to make this a destination. Already I've said it's purely pinball. That's all there is in it. Maybe you have a vending machine of water and soda and a vending machine of some snacks so you can get some easy you know, easy money from that. Um, But that's about it. Other than that, it's all pin, only pin. What if over, say, 10 of the machines, you've got the the monitor displaying the play field. So camera angling down, displaying the Mm -hmm. play field. Now you're tournament ready or ready for doing tournaments. Okay. One option for that. Let's say you had a giant video wall that, uh, you know, is displaying whatever you want to display. If you're running a tournament, there's your scores list um you know of, of where people are placing if you uh you know super bowl's happening or whatever you throw the game on you know you you've got you can put whatever on but then at a moment's notice let's say you notice somebody's having a really good game on one of these pins boom gigantic screen of the play field that's being played so that anybody could yeah so that anybody could see and then um, that would automatically set up a twitch screen and you would broadcast the Twitch. And there's where I started thinking even more. And this is based off of what I saw with Willy Wonka. So not only did they have the camera looking overhead, they also had, and I don't know if they did it via camera or if they were plugging into the video feed of the back glass, but yeah. you could see what was happening on the back glass. And they had a camera pointed at the person playing. Yeah. All of it was on screen doing a Twitch stream. So what if you offered the ability, hey, do you want to come do a Twitch stream? We've got it all set up. You yeah. can rent the, you know, rent it for X amount of dollars and come mm-hmm. and do it. And then the location itself, which by the way, would be blockade. Let's see. Pinball palace, pinball parlor, pinball emporium. I don't know, but it'd be blockade to tell you that much. Um, <laughs> My name was pinball delicatessen. Cause I only the finest, <laughs> only the finest pinballs that pinball. Only the finest pinball. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, that at the moment notice, you could just be like, Hey, we're streaming live. Whatever's happening. Come down. Yeah. Come down, you know. Well, you don't even have to come down, but tune in because if you start getting that Twitch following, then they're going to be like, "Well, I want to check out this place." And people, again, it becomes a destination for people, you know, to come in. Yeah, that's you would have to do some sort of live streaming thing. Um, so, yeah. so would that be enough? Do you think to maybe start putting you over the top for what would be sustainable? Or are you still you're six months and you're out? Oh, you might be eight months and you're out. <laughs> So okay. you, you start to build, you're going down the right idea. You got to have, uh, it's about being able to give people a reason to want to come down. That's fundamentally what any business is successful. Yeah. And I think so, it's, it's not only getting people to want to check it out, but stay but there, stay there and come back. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, if you were about. guaranteeing that you always have the latest and greatest, and of course, what would you do? You'd have movie poster frames on the window with, you know, whatever is latest or have the window painter come and, you know, we have black Knight. you know, something yep. to just be like screaming. Hey, come you have a scrolling, a scrolling Times square marquee out the front of your building going, Hey, just because <laughs> you know, they're actually pretty inexpensive to get now. Yeah. Like the, that sort of thing. Like there's this, uh, electronic store called JB hi-fi, um, in Australia. And the one near us has one of those digital billboards, but it's like an archway. So you walk through it and it's just this big surrounding marquee of stuff and specials and prices and stuff going on. You know, that's, that's how, that. And that thing, those things are bright, Like they stick out like dogs balls. So as far as attracting <laughs> people in, as they're driving past at night, your little store, they'd be going, what? I would just you be know. putting a giant neon version of our logo outside. That's what I think. Um, a big pulsing, throbbing blockade logo. Yeah, because oh, all the other businesses in that in that strip mall are right, yeah. no, they, <laughs> no, no, they pretty much close by eight p.m. Nothing yeah, right. else is nothing else is open. So you have yeah. a whole parking lot to yourself. You're the mm -hmm. only you know the only destination. I love this over in the uh, YouTube comments. I got. Uh, <laughs> You put every you put the pinball machines on a bus and put everything on free play and it would be the free bus free bus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember there was an episode we did where we discussed the idea of doing a pinball bus. <laughs> uh, my, my wife really likes that one. She's just yeah. howling with laughter in the background there. Um, it's great. What <laughs> your wife loses her she's knit. It's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So my here's my last ditch effort to to entice you into into this. Here is the the arcade that if I walked into and I saw this lineup, I would lose my mind. Here's right. here's the thing. I don't need to see creature. I don't need to see monster bash. I don't need to see attack from Mars. I don't need to see Twilight Zone. I don't need to see Star Trek Next Generation. Those mm. are like everywhere. They're mm. what people want to collect. I don't think they're what people want to play in an arcade. That's yeah. just me. That's just okay. me. <clears throat> um, so you would have your Pat Lawler wall because I love Pat Waller. Lawler wall. And it'd be Whirlwind, Adam's Family, Roadshow, No Good Gophers, Dialed In, and Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. Then you'd have the music wall, which would be Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, and Iron Maiden. Right. Um, oh, by the way, let me just to, to, to further entice Jared, all machines have headphone jacks. Oh yeah. Okay. Just that, that gotta be, be a given. Yeah. That would really be necessary. Um, then you have your just arrived wall. So currently it'd be black Knight monsters, Deadpool guardians and, uh, parts of the Caribbean from JJP. Mm -hmm. Then you'd have your classics wall. And yeah. for me, it'd be roller games, NBA fast break, centaur, bright, a pinbot and medieval madness. Mm-hmm. And then you have your pins for rotating in. Uh, so the, you know, at any one, at any time, any of the other pins could be pulled and these could be put in their place. Uh, yep. Indiana Jones, pinball adventure, a ball deluxe, Lord of the Rings, till the Arabian nights and world cup 94. Okay. So those are the ones that your hot spares just in case the machine goes down. Basically. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because honestly, I'm not impressed by any of spooky pinballs stuff other than told nuclear annihilation. TA I, I, I just don't yeah. care for any of the others. Um, I no. wasn't impressed by Houdini at all. I'd still like to try Oktoberfest, mm. but I don't know what parts are like for American pinball. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think they're available. Like they, they got their own. Like, uh, they've made them all. So, right. It's not like um, it's not like uh, the Big Lebowski, for example. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, um, they've got a supply chain and they're making these pins. So, I think parts at the moment would be easy to come by. The thing that concerns me, and I know this for a fact, is that. Stearns and their um, distributed computing model with their Spike 2 system, mm-hmm. that stuff is not as reliable as you think. Mm-hmm. Like the the amount of times that we've seen daughter boards fail on um, on Deadpool at, uh, what you call it, it's Netherworld, it's so bad they've actually got a hot spare board in the bottom of the cabinet just waiting to go in because it fails all the time. So from a reliability perspective, I actually think if you have a well-restored vintage pin, like from the 90s, mm. you might actually get better reliability from that than you do, unfortunately, at the moment from Stern. Interesting. Which is pretty dodge, but it is the way it is because that board infrastructure, it's not distributed. Like it's it's just a board. It does what right. it says in the box. Whereas the new Stern system, for some reason, they just, they're constantly dying and it's not good. So my point is though, if you walked into an arcade that had that lineup, would you be yeah, just I'd, like, oh, I'd hell yeah. Happy. I would be happy. I, as a pinhead, I would yeah. be very happy to see that lineup. But if I was not a pinhead and I was just go dropping off my, my laundry next door, would yes. I want to come in and play? Well, I probably would, but I wouldn't be rabid about it. You know? No, because I don't, again, I don't think that that's necessary. I think you, I think you need to target the people that want to make it a destination. I don't think you can rely yeah. on foot traffic. However, public going oh look pinball machines what are these right that's not your target audience however i also don't like and i know a couple of people have opened up these kind of arcades where they go to an industrial park and Mm. they basically you know you got to drive through the industrial park and there's their little warehouse that they have all the machines in i think that's a terrible idea too because it's too difficult there's nowhere to go and there's no there's no way to go around it the thing is that like exactly all sort of thing you probably have some restaurants around there that, yes. you know, you could partner with. You could actually say, look, go go dine at this restaurant and get two free game credits. At well, Power I mean, Up. just even Caddy Corner from the location I'm talking about, uh, Costco, and oh, right. there's okay. 7-Eleven yeah. and the Taco Place. You know, I mean, it's it's all... You're in the it's middle of the city, of the of the suburban city, you know, if you will. Yeah, yeah um, there's stuff to do, basically. It's not just your your little sort of hole in the universe. Sort of right. Thing. Yeah, and that's, right. that is definitely the important thing. Location here is is really important. It's got to be. Uh, it's not so much of a problem in America because everyone drives everywhere. But in the case of Netherworld, it's successful because it's right near a train station. Yeah, and, you know, you don't. You can basically you can get boozed up. You can get a skin full of booze, and then you can mm-hmm. catch a train home. Like that's great. That's that a, is great. That is like the one of the great reasons why you go to Netherworld because it's so accessible. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. It's. It, those sort of things play into the success of a venue. So, so I think we came to the conclusion. Oh, you know what? And just for fun, I would I would put in uh, Zen's machine. Just, oh, of course you, know, you would. Of course yeah. would. Um, I think yeah. we came to the conclusion though on the forum that you're looking at probably needing a half a million just to start up. Oh, half a million, yeah, to start up and also m- make sure you don't like you can like I guess wait out the tough times if you establish a business because you know it takes six months for a business to become kind of profitable and yeah and you got a really special formula i'd also love to know what the electric bill of a pinball arcade would be a lot uh, <laughs> it, it would be it would be quite a, quite a bit um yeah. i would definitely be getting a building that had solar panels on the top 
and offsetting your electricity with uh, a Tesla wall and and <laughs> solar panels for sure. Because um, I did, I did actually uh, the the place I was looking, you know, just again, I'm not serious about this at all, folks. Trust me, but this is not to help my dream world be complete. I need to know all the the particulars, and so I looked it up. It's 5,500 square feet inside, more mm -hmm. than enough space for 20 pins. Mm -hmm. um, and to have a facility that you could uh, uh, repair with so a back room, yeah, back room or whatever. Uh, Four hundred and fifty bucks a month rent, plus utilities, though. Mm. And I just say utilities that you go, ooh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, the electricity <laughs> is, yeah, for sure. The electricity would be just through the roof. I gotta imagine. Yeah, especially it, it, during summer when you're, you know, having to crank the AC also because you know it's gonna get hot in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get, make sure you can get solar panels for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, so now all I need is a dream investor. Yeah, you need a, <laughs> you need to go for venture capitals, capitalists that can fund the fund a thing. Instead, I'm thinking, you know, what I need to do, Jared, I need to start a GoFundMe to send me to Budapest so I can go tour the uh, Zen facility. I've priced that out also. Um, it's probably around. Three grand, thirty five hundred, you know, for the flights and the hotel for a week. Just saying, mm -hmm. folks. Should I do a right. GoFundMe for that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> people do it for less. People Dude, do it for I, more, seriously, more yeah. seriously, that's what I go. You know what? I've seen people be like, "I want a trip to Disneyland." GoFundMe. I'm like, really? Nobody's gonna what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they not only funded you your thing, they funded it so that you can bring a whole bunch of family members to and go do all the really expensive stuff. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with that, mate. Right. <laughs> I, well. I, just out of curiosity, I was checking out what the flight to uh, Budapest is. Mm. Oh, that's ugly. That's bad flight. <laughs> from, from Los Angeles, bad flight. Because mm -hmm. you it's guaranteed one stop and... I was seeing flight times depending on how long your stop is, uh, anywhere from sixteen hours to thirty-two hours. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask Mel about that because I know he makes that trip. I don't know how often. Um, He'd have some hacks that he would use. He would have to have some. If, if anything, you know what my one hack would be: have me fly into Chicago. I'll stay in Chicago for a day, go tour the Stern factory, and then hop on a plane again and go do the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, stop offs would make it uh, tolerable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've had enough of this nonsense. So, yeah, we got some, I got people coming over in um, an hour and a bit, so I need to do bathrooms and also yay. There's there's um <laughs> vacuuming and and children in the background at the moment, so you should probably hear. All right, so, folks. Uh, hey, why don't you go tour our socials? They are at Blockade for the show. You want to do that because right now you want to vote on my uh, '80s. Uh, comedy bracket you do want to yeah. do that yeah. um and you want to go ahead and follow jared at jared morris and you might as well follow me at shut your traps yeah then that. you want to go visit our website I already mentioned it before but i'll mention it again pinball arcade dot pinball arcade blockade pinball.com slash episodes um and you can always drop us an email, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. And for sure, go get yourself a t-shirt like what Jared's wearing right now over at Redbubble. Speak, Jared, so you pop up on the screen. Uh, look, it's me. I've got a shirt on. See, it's green. One of the many, <laughs> one of the many flavors of shirt you can get on the Blockade website. 
Exactly. Uh, go do all those things, and we'll be stoked. Uh, we may or may not be having a podcast next week. It depends. I'm seeing uh, Endgame normally during our podcast session, uh, so it just kind of depends on what we're able to work out. Um, if there's juicy news, we'll probably work it out, but if there's not, we might skip it. Yeah, exactly. So depending on your opinion of our podcast, pray or pray for no juicy news. All right. Until then, folks, we appreciate you listening and commenting, and we'll talk to you all again later. Bye-bye. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.